boys. Welcome back. Episode 52 of the Review Podcast. It is Sunday, December 6th, and that means that it is the Sunday NFL pregame pick'em show. Seth and I are here, as always. Seth, how's it going today? I'm doing pretty well. I'm a little tired, but we're, we've, we can see the uh, light at the end of the tunnel for most of my classes. So That's good. we're getting there. That's always a positive when you can see light at the end of things. Uh, but yeah, big Sunday, big pick'em show. Uh, I haven't updated the standings yet. That'll come tonight. I tend to take a few weeks off and then come back and do all of them at once, which is not the best strategy in the world. But I know that we both had really good weeks last week and that we could both have really good weeks this week. That's kind of what the batch of games is looking like right now. It's like pretty pretty straightforward there'll probably be like one or two surprises in there if that but i'm excited for the picks um i want to talk about college football first yesterday uh my gripe is with espn espn officially sucks um i don't know who's running what for espn but the fact that you had the game of the year coastal carolina and byu and you and then your ESPNU feed got cut in the fourth quarter. Whoever works for ESPN and was in charge of that needs to be fired. That sucked. That was the only, like, yesterday's slate of college football games sucked. They were so bad. Like, uh, what are their faces? Clemson won pretty handsomely, right? Yeah, and Notre Dame beat the pants off of Syracuse. Yep, that was expected. Uh, Alabama smoked LSU. That should have been such a good game. And then LSU just got screwed with guys not coming back from COVID and stuff. Then um, Michigan State got whooped by Ohio State. Uh, And then there was another A&M beat uh, Auburn, I think. I don't remember, but the slate of games was worked out or how the outcome of all the games was going worked out such so that there were no close games on tv at all all the games were like over in the first half except for coastal carolina and byu which was like the storyline game of the week because the teams didn't even know they were playing against each other until thursday because of canceled covid games the ncaa was like oh why don't we just have these two teams play against each other they stick that game on espnu and then the ESPNU feed goes down right at the start of the fourth quarter when the, it, it was 17-16 BYU and Coastal Carolina was getting the ball back and the feed gets cut. Like ESPNU completely down. I'm on Twitter. Everyone's complaining about it. Then they move it over to ESPN2 and they're like, oh, we can't get our ESPNU feed. Here's the rest of the game. I was like, finally, that goes on for about 15 minutes. Not even. And then they start showing this UFC fight. And they're like, if you want to catch the rest of the Coastal Carolina game, go to ESPNU. I flip back to ESPNU. The feed is still cut. So this is the biggest game of the week. Uh, It was a game of the year candidate for me, especially because it was reminiscent of the Notre Dame, Miami Catholics versus convicts thing that they were doing with the mullets versus the Mormons thing. That was awesome. Game of the year. And ESPN couldn't find a way to get the broadcast out nationally. It was a sin that it was on ESPNU in the first place. It should have been on, you know, ESPN one or put it on like ABC because ABC and ESPN are like owned by the same people. 
I don't know. I just needed to get that out there. That sucked. That ruined my day yesterday. Yeah, it's brutal. It really is. And I was bummed because, you know, I like to watch the Notre Dame games and, you know, I saw Syracuse on the schedule and I was like, I'm not wasting my time with that one. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have. Is it next next week that we have an ACC championship game? Is that uh, next? Or? I it's got to be really soon because Notre Dame has already clinched. Um, uh, a spot in the game. Because yeah, it's next yeah. weekend. Um, the NCAA like dicked around with the schedule. Yeah, the and next, next Saturday is championship them. weekend. It says the Fighting Irish will be on the field on Saturday, December nineteenth, in Charlotte. With a chance not only to play its way into the CFP, but to win a conference championship for the first time in program history. Oh, it's their next game, but it, it's it, not yeah. this coming weekend. Yes. Okay, so it's it's in a week from the next week. It's in two weeks. 13 days. That's crazy. So they had two games left on their schedule. One against Syracuse, which happened yesterday. And then at Wake Forest on December 12th. But the ACC adjusted the league schedule and took away the Notre Dame-Wake Forest game, bumping Notre Dame into the ACC championship game because they don't have any games left. <laughs> That's too good. Um, Who's playing in the SEC championship? Alabama and Florida? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a Heisman matchup, which is going to be sick. Oh. All right, we're going to need to do a preview podcast when that comes around. Uh, we'll do a championship weekend podcast before uh, all the conference championship games. That's electric. Okay. And then what about like Big Ten? I doubt they've even got that figured out yet. Yeah, because they've played like two games. Um how does the Big Ten championship work? Is it the winner of the Big Ten East versus the winner of the Big Ten West? Or is it just the two best teams from both? Or is it just the two best teams combined the whole Big Ten? No idea. Because if it's the West versus the East, it's Northwestern and Ohio State. But if it's just the two best, it's Indiana and Ohio State. I don't even know Indiana had a good football team this year. There's so many football teams this year that are good that you like. You don't expect them to be good because they're normally good in other sports. Like Indiana is normally good at basketball. basketball like that's what yeah. you think of with Indiana, because like Larry Bird and all that, right? And then Coastal Carolina, right? Baseball powerhouse. This year they're ranked 18th. They just beat the number 12 team in the country. Right. That and that was an electric upset too. I had them on the money line, and whoo, that was a great, great payout. Great payout. Uh, but yeah, we will have podcasts before championship weekend or before conference championship games, but let's not get too ahead of ourselves. It is Sunday. It is the Sunday Pick'em show. We've got a great slate of NFL games today. Let's hop right into it. First game on the docket, Titans and Browns. I have made my stance very clear about the Tennessee Titans. I think that they are a Super Bowl favorite coming out of the AFC. I think that Derrick Henry should win the MVP. I see no issues whatsoever with the Cleveland Browns in terms of the Tennessee Titans beating them. I've got the Titans by 
14 in this one. I think it's going to be a pretty easy victory. Yeah, I've also got the Titans in this one, just simply because I feel like the Titans have an underratedly good secondary. Like, I'm not saying they're one of the best in the NFL, like, at all, but they're definitely, like, you know, they're better than I think that people really think about, and that's just, just because I feel like Derrick Henry gets a lot of the, you know, media hype, obviously, and that's well-deserved. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just I think that Mayfield's going to have a tough time in this game. So, definitely Titans. Baker Mayfield... For some reason, to me, I don't know why. I don't think he's the reason they're winning. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I mean, he's had a couple of games this year where he's looked outstanding, like yeah. on a few select drives, but he's just he hasn't been able to put it together consistently enough to make me say, oh, the reason why they're winning right now is because they've got Baker Mayfield under center. I can't pinpoint a reason though why that like like who who is it is it the defense because I don't think I, the I think the defense has been stepping up. Yeah. I mean, I mean they're no like top dog defense, right? But they've still got they've got good talent on on yeah. that defense. Um, I think part of it too might be their schedule. Yeah, especially because I mean you think like people are giving the. Steelers crap for having an easy schedule. Anyone else in that division is going to have a pretty similar schedule. They're playing the same divisions. But yeah, I mean, they beat the Ravens, or sorry, they get beaten up by the Ravens pretty handily. And they beat Cincinnati by five, giving up 30 points. They gave up 20 to the football team, 38 to the Cowboys before Dak goes down. Then beat the Colts, lose to the Steelers, giving up 38 points, beat the Bengals. They haven't beaten a good team yet. Giving up 16 points to beat the Texans, only giving up seven. Beat Philly, beat Jacksonville. So yeah, they they honestly haven't really the only they good beaten a good team. The only good team by record that they've played that they've beaten was the Colts. Cowboys because that was before Dak goes down. Well, the Colts then. Oh yeah, Colts too. too. Yeah, but the Colts I don't think are a good football team. Yeah, I would say so as well. They've got a pretty good record right now. No, but, so now it makes sense. The Browns just haven't played. They haven't yeah, beaten they just a haven't good really team. played any good teams. But realistically, they'll make the playoffs. I mean, look at the rest of their schedule, right? Like, Baltimore's been knocked down a bit. You don't know what the situation is with Mark Ingram over there. Lamar Jackson still isn't back from COVID. So, like, they could lose this week, and they definitely could lose next week if Lamar Jackson comes back. But obviously, the Ravens haven't looked anywhere near the way that they have last year you know this year yeah but then they go giants jets steelers again so they could easily win two more games i feel like a 10 win team is probably gonna at least get wild card especially with the extra wild card this year oh i think so i think the browns are in the playoffs for sure yeah they'll probably get their pants knocked off them week one of playoffs but yeah, probably depending on who they play, but I've got the Browns going to the playoffs, but I've got the Titans winning this game. I think the Titans, yeah, for sure. The Titans to me are like are the NFL's. I can't even like they're the young team that like nobody wants to take seriously, but they're they're going to make noise in the playoffs. They did it last year, and everybody thought it was a fluke. And look at them right back here again this year. They're yeah. dominating. They're going to win the AFC South outright. They have an MVP front runner on their team. They have a, like, Tannehill, give him credit. He's a good quarterback. Like, I know he kind of failed his way out of Miami and then had to reestablish himself in, in Tennessee. He's no, like, I don't know, Pat Mahomes. 
but he's good. He's solid. Yeah. He's winning them football games. Can we also can we also give you credit for last week saying that you had Derrick Henry as your MVP favorite, and then all of a sudden this week every sports page that was putting yep. up MVP races had Henry in like the top two. Yes, like Seth. great yes. call on you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, just. They come to us. They come to us for, you know, to formulate their picks and their opinions, basically, is is how I'd put it. We're putting out original ideas. I hadn't heard one person say Derrick Henry is the MVP frontrunner. And now everybody wants to talk about Derrick Henry. And he's going to come out today. I did the math for him to break 2000 yards on the season. He needs 160 rushing yards a game. He is probably going to get that because this I, mean, I said this on the last show. Game. Yeah, I said this on the last show is that he heats up at the end of the year. He's got Cleveland today. I think he'll run all over him. He'll probably go in for a couple scores at, you know, at least. Uh, I think that he's been on pace. Like if you look at last game, 178 before that, 133 before that, 100, you know, uh, a few games back, like 100 and uh where was it? Yeah, 212 against the Texans. So I think that if he just can continue to dominate, he'll break 2,000, and then it won't be a question. It'll be like, yeah, that's our MVP right there. I want to see it happen so bad. We should make Derrick Henry for MVP t-shirts and sell them on our website. That would be nice. great. Um, but oh, yeah. Speaking of Derrick Henry, hmm. let's get a quick little uh, NCAA 14 conversation in hmm. What the mm. heck happened over there, bud? Were you watching the other night? <laughs> I was not watching, but I watched back on the stream just to see. Like, I, I chunked through to see it as the score was coming through and then to find the final. Mm. That looked brutal. It was our worst loss in my two years there. Um, it was bad. To say that we were unprepared was is such an understatement. We just weren't ready to play that game. We were were not expecting the Alabama offense to be as explosive as they were. Listen, a lot of one-loss teams make national championships. Alabama, in the video game, did it against us last year. They had one loss. We were undefeated going to the national championship. I think if, if we can... Make if we can win the Big Ten with one loss, we'll be back in the national championship. I gave the guarantee the other day. I said... We will not lose another game for the rest of the year. I will be back tonight. I'm playing against Minnesota and Michigan State tonight. We're going to get to five and one, and then it's a completely different conversation. Everybody's counting us out right now. They're saying, oh, Iowa was a flash in the pan. Boomer Oakley is this. He's nothing. He's not a good coach because we're three and one. We're going to get to five and one, and then people are going to start saying, hey, Big Ten, and then we're going to beat Wisconsin, and then we're going to beat Michigan, and then we're going to make it to the Big Ten championship. We're going to beat Ohio State probably in the Big Ten Championship if they're in the Big Ten Championship. And you'll see us back in the National Championship. And they'll be calling me the next Nick Saban. That's all I have to say about that. So how many more ranked teams do you have on your schedule? A lot. Okay. We play a tough schedule. We play a real tough schedule. We've already beat. Well, you were uh, five in the nation, right, going into the game? Seven now. Oh, that's actually not that bad. Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. And I wish that there was like, I wish that. There was a new NCAA game, so that there could be a college football playoff, but there's not. So you basically just have like one one knock at the national championship, and Brilliant. you have to beat like a one loss team or undefeated. But um, but yeah, that's thank you for asking. I appreciate that. Uh, next game, 
Raiders and Jets. I think the Jets are in a really tough spot this week because the Raiders got their tires blown off by the Falcons last week. And I know Gruden and he is going to want a slaughter fest today to get them back on track and back in the playoff conversation. I've got the Raiders winning this game by like 28. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a pretty handy victory for them. I don't think they're really going to need to try. It's got to be the Raiders. I mean, will the Jets win a game? No, Ever. I don't think they will. I think that's where Trevor Lawrence is ending up, assuming that he declares. Um, though, I don't even know. Is he still the consensus number one overall pick? I don't know. Has he played since he got COVID? He had, He Yes, he has. But he's played against, like, I forget who they played last week, but he threw for like 100 and like something touchdowns uh in like the first quarter so yeah i think he is the consensus for the number one pick but i don't think he's heisman trophy that makes sense yeah i don't know that he was really ever in that conversation this year i feel like everyone was on mac jones and that guy from florida yeah kyle trask i think it should be kyle trask but uh it probably will be mac jones just because alabama is alabama right but yeah, I agree. The Jets are the worst team in the NFL. They won't win a game. Raiders steamroll them in this one. Next game. Vikings-Jaguars. Weekly reminder, the Jaguars have not won a game since that Jaguars fan page came at TBR Sports and was like talking all kinds of shit. They still have not won a game since that comment was made. They're 1-10. They've won. They've lost 10 straight games since that comment was made. Make it 11 Tack on another loss for the awful, awful Jacksonville Jaguars. Adam Thielen's back this week. Justin Jefferson is the rookie of the year. Uh, This Vikings offense is finally finding their form, and they've got a nice uh, exhibition game today against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Vikings are going to take this one very easily. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's not really much conversation to be had here. There isn't, no. Uh, yeah, and fuck the Jaguars, and fuck that fan page. All right, next game, Bengals and Dolphins. I don't know. I'm picking the Dolphins, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than the talking heads in the NFL media realm think it's going to be. Yeah, that's facts. Even though this is a Joe... I think if Joe Burrow's in this game, different conversation. But oh, for sure. This is a Joe Burrow, less Bengals. Two is not playing, right? I don't know. Let's Honestly, check on that. More likely to win if two is not playing. Right. Yeah. If he's playing, then I think they lose. Oh, he's starting. Huh. That's interesting. This could be an upset spot for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And this would be huge for Patriots fans as well, because if the Dolphins lose this game, that changes the entire landscape of the AFC East for and wild card for the Patriots. All right. Let me do some research here before I make this pick. I mean, I'm pretty confident the Dolphins are going to win this game. I don't really like I don't think that the Bengals with a backup quarterback can really win this game. Hmm. Hmm. I'm Tua coming back from a thumb injury, getting the start right away. You're benching Fitzpatrick again for some reason. Uh, 
you're you're playing there at home. Uh, I really want to go Bengals. Like I really do. Because I think two is trash. You know what? Here's a prediction. Two is going to play like shit. Fitzpatrick's coming into this game, and Fitzpatrick's going to save the day. I'll give the Dolphins the win, but it's not going to be pretty, and it's not going to be on the shoulders of Tua. That's what I'll say. Fair enough. All right. Next game, Titans. I mean, Texans and Colts. Uh, This game sucks. Yes. Colts are going to win. Yes. Although the Texans are on a two-game win streak, but we know why. They just lost Will Fuller. They just lost Bradley Roby. Deshaun Watson could not care less whether they win or lose this game. He is making bank. The Colts have a lot more at stake in this game than the Texans picking the Colts. Yeah, I mean, it makes way more sense to me that the Colts would win this game. I mean, Philip Rivers is old. But he's still playing, you know, decently, right? Like, he's still a top 30 quarterback in the NFL, so yep. it's good enough to be a starter, so works yep. out for him. Yep, so we both got the Colts in this one. All right, next game, Lions-Bears. The first game for the Lions without Matt Patricia. This is kind of a um, this is a, uh, a statement game for both of these teams. The Bears have lost, what, five in a row now? After yeah. going five and one, they have dropped the last five games. I don't know who's starting for the Bears. Um, I'm picking the Bears because I think this is a great spot for them to win. I think they need this game. I Yep, and Trubisky is starting again today. That's a good decision for the Bears. Bears are going to win this game. They're going to get back on track, back to 500. Uh, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs anymore. They might if they like run the table. But... I'm picking the Bears. I would also parlay the Bears if you're sports betting today. Uh, this is a good spot to take them on the money line. But Seth, who, who um, shall you pick? I'm going with the Lions. Whoa. Chicago's won their last five games against Detroit. So that's going to end because it's the Bears. You know, um, It's got to end at some point, and I feel like this week's kind of the perfect storm for that to happen. I feel like the Lions are going to come out on fire after their head coach got fired. I mean, I think we said the same thing about the Falcons earlier in the season, right? And then they won a game, like, big. So I'm not yeah. saying that the Lions are going to, like, win out or anything, but I think they can win this game pretty easily. All right. Seth's going with the uh, the Lions after their coach got fired. And I think you did that with the Texans earlier this year, maybe? I want to say I did that, yeah. Or the I think it was the te- it was a team that had fired their coach, and you said I think it was the Texans, and you said there's something to be said for a team. Co- oh, Falcons! It was the Falcons. It, it was their the Falcons. I thought it was. It was the their first win. Yeah, and you said there was something to be said for a team coming out after their coach gets fired and winning a game because they're all fired up and motivated and want to keep a job, and it worked for you the first time. So best of luck on that one. Uh, and speaking of the Falcons, next game, Saints-Falcons. I think that everybody's going to pick the Falcons because that's what the uneducated pick would tell you to do, is that the Falcons are coming off of a big victory in a game that they shouldn't have won. The Saints don't have their starting quarterback. Uneducated uh, 
ways of thinking would tell you to pick the Falcons in this game. But the New Orleans Saints are 5-0 and with backup quarterbacks stretching back to last year when Teddy Bridgewater, or 7-0? and Is it 7-0 and or 5-0? and Whatever it is, it's an impressive record. They're undefeated with backup quarterbacks, basically, yeah. like in the Drew Brees era. They when they have a uh, starting or when their starting quarterback is down, they don't lose. I think that they should just bench Drew Brees permanently if that's the stat. They would never lose games. I think it might be seven and zero, but it it could be five and zero too. I forget how many games he was out for last year. Anyway, Teddy Bridgewater won a great amount of games last year as the starter when Drew Brees went down. And uh, Taysom Hill slash Jameis Winston is doing it this year, too. Um, There's no way the Saints lose this game. Drew Brees has broken every single bone in his body at least like five times. (laughs) I feel like he's just sitting at home watching the game and bam, another rib cracks that I feel like that's just he broke what all 12 ribs. How do you do that? It's called getting hit really hard by a really All big 12. NFL. That's a lot. 12 ribs to break simultaneously is a lot of ribs. That is a lot of ribs. I well, think there's something see, fishy well, going on there. You've got like 208 bones in your body and every single one of them can break. Mm. So, Thank you for that. I, didn't, I wasn't aware that all the bones had the potential to break. Thank you. <laughs> um... Yeah, Saints are winning this game. How about you? Yeah, Saints. Definitely Ooh, Saints. Okay. I, 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 you had some Falcons vibes to me there. I don't know. I, felt I like don't you know that Julio's Fal- playing. The Saints defense has been unreal for like the past four weeks. So I feel like, you know, even if the offense has a lackluster week, the defense has been so outstanding that there's no way they lose this game. So Julio Jones is playing, but but this is a very good pass defense that he's go that he's coming back against. So I agree that I don't think him playing is like the biggest factor. Yeah. But coming off of injury, Julio Jones also like I don't think this says anything about the game, but maybe just like fantasy points coming off of injury. Julio Jones against Minnesota earlier this year went for 140 and two touchdowns coming off of a similar injury, I think. I don't think that means they win the game, but that just might mean he has a good day. But we both have the Saints in this one. All right, next game, Seahawks, Giants, Seahawks. Yep. Giants could win the division, but Seahawks are going to win the game. I feel like Washington's got it. We went over their schedule in the recap pod this week. Yes. And it's just it's so clear to me that they're going to end up winning that division without. Well, I think so. everyone in the division this week is losing. Yeah, probably. The Giants are going to lose. Washington's going to lose. The Eagles are going to lose. And the Cowboys are nah, the Cowboys might win. I don't know. It's it is an, it is a very interesting race that we're watching right now. It is yeah. a who cannot lose as much, <laughs> basically. And it's so entertaining. Like you said, week 16 and 17 are going to be so fun because that's when the division teams play against each other. And when you know those games are going to have playoff implications, week 17 is usually a bust of a week. There's usually like one game where it's like, oh, if this team beats this team, then this other team like sneaks in the playoffs. 
I think this year you're going to see it come down to like a winner go home in week 17 in the NFC East. And that's going to be fun to watch. So my eyes are set on that and we will cover it on this podcast. But yeah, Seahawks are going to win. All right. Next game, Rams and Cardinals. When I said at the beginning of the podcast that I think that there there's like one game that could flip or flop. I think it's this game. I don't I can't tell what the Arizona Cardinals are. They're kind of like the Patriots in the sense where it's like, what is this team? Like the Cardinals should have beat the Patriots last week and didn't. The Cardinals should not have beat the Bills. Granted, it was a Hail Mary and they did. I, I, they, they shouldn't have lost to the Lions and someone else earlier this year. And they shouldn't have beat the Seahawks. And then like it, there's so much like should and should not have with this team that they're playing against a team like the Rams, who I really can't figure out at all. And I can't predict this game. So you go first. Wasn't it um, Carp that said that they're the worst best team in the NFL? Was that him? He said that about the Chargers, but oh, yeah. About, yeah, okay. But he did oh, wait, also yeah, say that like worst team or whatever that was. Yeah, but he also did say that the Rams. I think we've. I mean, we've said this every week that the Rams are like the quietest good team. Yeah. That um, you think they're losing? Like I don't know why I thought the Rams had just been losing all these games, and then you look and it's like, oh my god, they're like all contenders. Yeah, it was. They were because it was because they're so awful last year. Because their uniforms suck. But yeah. That, but yeah. <laughs> um. Man, this is a tough game. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the I don't know, man. We're in Arizona. That I'm definitely plays Cardinals. a factor. I'm, I'm going Cardinals here. I feel like the Cardinals have the ability to win this game easily. They uh the Cardinals have never beaten a Sean McVay led Rams team. And I feel like this year is the best year for them to do it. Um I think that just the home, the fact that they're home really gives me the extra, like, they'll probably win this game. Especially, like, you're coming off of a game where you should have won um, on paper. When you actually watched that game, realistically, the Patriots should have won by even more points. Like, the Patriots should not have had to kick a uh, game-winning field goal to win that game. Um, But right now, I would say the Cardinals are probably going to come back. Like, they got stuffed by the Patriots' defense multiple times in situations where they needed to score. And I think that's something that's not going to happen again this week. Like, obviously, the Rams have some some of the best defensive talent in the NFL uh, in really all three levels of their defense. Um, But I still feel like the Cardinals' offense is going to unload this week. Um. Uh, both these teams need to win this game. Realistically, I think if the Rams lose this game, then they're in a really tough spot. A lot of people are talking about them for the Super Bowl. I think that that dies today if they lose this game. Same with the Cardinals. I think their playoff hopes die if they lose this game today. I've been big on the Cardinals all year. I've picked them in some spots where they shouldn't have won. But the Rams have sneakily one of the best defenses in the league right now. One of the best pass defenses in the league. The Cardinals really don't have an established run game. Kenyon Drake's pretty good. Uh, Chase Edmonds, all right. They don't really have an established, like, daunting running back. I'm picking the Rams. I'm going to pick the Rams. I feel good about the Rams in this spot. Although I felt good about the Cardinals all year. I'm picking Rams. I think that the I just this it feels like the Rams win this game to me. 
and they keep their Super Bowl hopes alive. So, yeah, I'm picking the Rams. Seth's picking the Cardinals. Next game, Patriots and Chargers. I swear to Lucifer, Seth, if you pick the Chargers in this game, we're going to have an issue. Well, let's put it this way. Two weeks ago, I picked the Texans, or sorry, the Patriots over the Texans. The Patriots lost. Last week, I picked the Cardinals over the Patriots. The Patriots won. The week before that, I picked whoever the Patriots played over the Patriots. The Patriots Texans. won. No, like the, sorry, the week before the Texans game. Oh. Uh, I, I picked against that. the Patriots. The Patriots won. The Patriots fan in me is going to stick with the superstition. I am officially picking the Chargers. That's so dumb. The Patriots, because That's I sincerely so believe that whenever I pick against the Patriots, they win. And whenever I pick the Patriots, they lose. So that's, that's so dumb. That I will. I will not take even the, because not even because that pick is wrong. Not even because that pick is wrong, but because you are losing in the season series on the pick'em, and we have disagreed. Much? I think by one game. Okay, but, so it's not really that big of a deal. But you just you just lost another game right there. So like if I don't know, the Patriots are going to win this game. Like it's there's okay, no. Okay, fine. So I'll give it. you one, and I'll win the other two that we disagreed on. That's fine. just not gonna happen. Uh, the this is the first Patriots and Chargers game since 1997 without Tom Brady or Philip Rivers. Craziness. That's a stat for you. Uh, Patriots are gonna win this game. Patriots are going to make the playoffs. They're running the table. I really don't see them losing another game all year. Cam Newton, I think, is going to have a good game today. Uh, I I don't think it's going to be a blowout because the Patriots really can't blow teams out this year. But I'm picking the Patriots to win this game, and Anthony Lynn is going to screw the Chargers once again. That's the prediction. Pats win this game. They get to 500, and then the conversation shifts to can they sneak into the playoffs? Because everybody's counting them out right now. And just when you least suspect it, this crazy Patriots team in this crazy season, just when you least suspect it, sneak in the back door and they're going to be a wild card team. Mark my words. Yeah. Next game, Eagles-Packers. The Pack. Yes. Um, Who's starting? Is it Carson Wentz? It, I don't think it really matters, but probably... Uh, yeah, I it is Carson Wentz. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't heard anything otherwise. I did see a photo circulating on the internet of Carson Wentz jerseys being half off. I was just going to say that. Yeah, they're on clearance, like all over the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, so when I saw that, I was like, oh, did they, like, cut him? And I didn't get a notification. <laughs> no, it was just Philly fans being Philly fans. I saw a post, and it was, like, it was of that Carson Wentz jerseys. They were like, damn, Eagles fans are quick. And I was like, what do you mean quick? Did they cut him? Did they, Like, what happened? Yeah. Is he done? Did he get benched? And then it was just, no, they just are starting to realize that he sucks. <laughs> Which, it's taken them long enough. It has. I could have told you that before they won the Super Bowl and saved you two years of, like, agony. But, yeah, here we are. <laughs> I Here's the thing with the Packers. The Packers lose really weird games. Like, they lose games that they shouldn't. So, could the Eagles theoretically win this game? Yes. Are they going okay, to? But also, probably every not. team on the NFL schedule could theoretically win the game that they're playing. Today. Right, but the Packers are a team that's like they 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 should 
be outright like winning. Let's let's look at their schedule. They should have outright pretty much won like every game this year. They should not have lost to Tampa Bay. That was awful. They should not have lost to the Vikings. That was awful. They should not have lost to the Colts. That was awful. So like they they could lose a game that everybody expects them to win. Yeah. Do they run well, the table that, the rest of the like way? The Packers win this. Week 16, Packers-Titans. Mark that on the calendar. That's going to be a great one. Um, no, yeah, I know I, the Packers are going to win, and that's my pick. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know. I feel like they lose games that they shouldn't sometimes. And, I mean, that could, like you said, that could be every team in the NFL, and that's every team in the NFL is due for, like, one game that they should have won that they lost. But I don't know. Something about this game, 425. I don't think it's going to be as easy as a victory for the Packers. It might be. I don't know. I might just be, like, playing devil's advocate. But anyway, we both have the Packers. All right. Sunday night. Um, We don't even need to. The Chiefs are going to win. Who are they even playing? The Broncos. Oh, yeah. Do they have a quarterback again or no? I have no idea. If they do, they lose. If they don't, they lose. If John Elway comes out of retirement and plays quarterback, they lose. The Chiefs oh my God, I would watch that game. game. I would watch that game. Oh, well, I'm going to watch it either way, but the Chiefs are going to lose. I mean, the Chiefs are going to win. Sorry, the Broncos are going to lose. I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know. Like, there, there is absolutely no way. Why do I not see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on this list? When are they playing? They have a bye this week. Oh, my favorite team. Them and Carolina are on the bye. I think Tampa Bay is going to miss the playoffs. I think it'd be really funny if they missed the playoffs and the Patriots made it. Nothing that would be, would be to me. awesome. Well, hey, we still theoretically can get a Brady versus Belichick Super Bowl. Like, it can still happen. That'd be nuts. That would be nice. That would that would have been so the storyline if it could happen. Let's look at I think the Bucks lose. I think they go nine and seven to end the season. And I think the Patriots go ten and six. They end up with a better record than the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers miss the playoffs. The Patriots make the playoffs. Yeah. They play the Falcons twice. I'm talking Buccaneers. They play the Falcons twice. So I think they're going to split them, split those games. They play the Vikings next week, and I think they'll lose into the Vikings, and then they'll beat the Lions. Yeah. 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 That's that's it. Those are all the games. We did it. We did that really quick. That was a quick episode. Oh my we god. We really did. Um while we have a few minutes at the end here, who do you think is going to win the uh TBR holiday madness tournament? Okay, so I have opinions on this and sure, we'll, it, come on. Well yeah. there's a couple of these so let's get this claimer out there first because I don't I feel like a lot of Pingree people listen to this Pingree people who were there when I was there, they already know that I'm Jewish. But people who don't know me from Pingree would, you know, I'm Jewish, right? So I don't celebrate Christmas, never have, never will. Yeah. Um, but I have seen some Christmas movies, naturally, and I have seen the greatest one of all time, Die Hard. Die Hard is the best Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. No. It is. 
is. It's not a Christmas movie. How is it not a Christmas movie? It takes place on Christmas, bro. Right, but like, there's a lot of movies that take place on Christmas that aren't like Christmas movies. Like, well, that's not a Christmas he's trying movie. Trying to like get home for Christmas, and he's got to stop a terrorist attack. I bro. know, but it's about the it's about the ter- it's about the no, action it's about of it. getting home for Christmas. No, it's not. It's just not a Christmas movie. It just isn't. I know that everyone watches it around Christmas, and that like everyone says it's a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. Anyway, my other beef, and this is really the only other one that I actually have opinions on, is the Charlie Brown movie being a 16 seed. Because the Charlie Brown movie, I would watch, you know, until this year, screw you, Apple TV. um, I would watch the Charlie Brown Christmas movie on Thanksgiving every year when it aired on whatever it was, like NBC or something. Right? Like, that was family tradition. Yeah sit down and watch Charlie Brown. And so Charlie Brown is the goat movie. I voted for him against, what was it, Rudolph? That was yeah, the I don't know why you did that. <laughs> oh, because I voted for it, because he deserves to win. They're, uh, that, that is UMBC in the... It in doesn't the deserve to win. It does, it, it does it not. Does. Rudolph is the best Christmas movie of all time. It's, gonna, it's not going to win, because I know our audience, and our audience is filled full of a bunch of people who don't choose the right thing. No offense, guys, but uh, th- it should win. Yeah, the other movie that I really hope doesn't win is Elf. I am not it's a big Will to. Ferrell guy. I am not a big Will Ferrell guy. I didn't all. want to put it at three, but Carp was giving me a hard... Because the reason why this whole thing came about was a few weeks ago, maybe two, Carp put something on the story, on the TBR story, and it said, is Elf the best Christmas movie of all time? And I took it down, and I was like, let's like rework that into like a thing it's like an actual like let's put like a legit like poll up about what the best christmas movie of all time is and then michael lynch suggested the bracket so that's why we're doing this but carp was like all in my ear about even having elf at three he thinks it should be one and there's no i don't like elf i think it sucks i think it'll win because i know what our audience is like but i think either that or home alone will win but there's no chance it should it's just yeah, not. The I, best would, I would be much time. happier if Home Alone won. Home Alone we have a huge generational gap going on in How? the votes. There's a lot of there's a lot of movies that are being picked based on, um, I think knowledge of the movie more so than like genuine like this movie's better than that. I mean, I'll admit that some of the things I voted for was because I saw the movie on one on like one of the options and I hadn't seen the other one. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that there's any wrong picks right now. I think for the ones that are winning, I would have picked them, too. And like in our in Michael and I's prediction podcast, we picked them. But I don't know. I think that there I think if we were to pull an older generation, these answers would be very different. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. Like, I think in part it's because our audience is high school and college aged kids, some older, some younger. But I think for the most part, our demographic is around like 20 years old. So I think that's why. But I think if we were to go older, I think we you'd see a lot of different ones. I, although, I mean, like Rudolph is an old movie. A lot of the cartoons are the claymation ones are older. So. Right. But it's not like. Like gone with the wind old. It's like. Right. We only have two that are like that. So it's stuff that like our parents watched or, you know, 
were aware of. Like, it's the big movies. You know, when, uh, like, Forrest Gump came out in what, like, 96? Um, I want to say 92. Let me look it up, though. 1994, right in the middle of the two of us. 94, huh. <laughs> so, my parents were, like, uh, let me math this out real quick. They were 28 and 20, uh, uh, and they were 28 and 30 when that movie came out. Yeah. So, like, they were still pretty young. I don't even know that they were married yet, and depending on when in the year, they were definitely dating. I know that for a fact, because the Rangers did, wait, no, the Rangers won the Cup in 94, right? Yeah, that was... Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that was... Yeah, because my, so my mom's a Rangers fan. My dad's an Islanders fan, and so my mom, my dad, like, wouldn't pick up the phone when my mom called, because they beat <laughs> the Islanders en route to winning that Cup. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so ninety four they would have been dating. So it's like you know that's the the kind of era of like our parents would have seen that movie when it like came out, right? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for like how the tournament's going to shape out. Also, just like shout out to everyone who's voted so far. We're getting a ridiculous amount of people voting. Like how many per? Um, we're north of two hundred. And is that like, are we getting 250 people viewing the story and we're getting 200 people voting or is it like, yeah, that's so great. The, top one has, really good. the first story has 327 views and I can't do the math, but it's definitely over 200 votes. Uh, what, are, what are the two numbers? 143 and um, where'd it go? 143 and 131. Okay, so that's 274. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Yeah. And, like, we still have about 12 more hours of the first round votes, and then we fill in the bracket and go on to the second round probably early this week. So, like, shout out to everybody. It was a great idea by Michael and by Carp sparking it. It was a great idea. It's gotten us a lot of engagement, a lot of traction. We've gained a lot of followers since we posted it last night. I mean, I remember just like sitting there when I first posted it last night and it was like we had like 30 people who had already voted in like the first 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, wow, this is like doing well. But so far, if anybody cares, the move, the most voted on movie, like the movie with the most votes is Home Alone with 140. Yeah, that makes sense. So, and then I think in second is Polar Express comes up one short, 139. Uh, Santa Claus Coming to Town is 109. Grinch is 101. Christmas Story is 107. Elf is 131. Yeah. But yeah. That's crazy. When I voted for the Grinch, it was, it, is it losing right now still? It, it is winning, I think. It is? Okay. When I voted for it, it was losing. It's, it's doubled the vote total for Frosty. That's crazy. So, yeah, Grinch is, I mean, when I remember early on, it was, it was losing. Yeah, which is insanity. I don't know. Someone heck, like, was in it. A lot of people have been DMing us, too, and, like, talking to us about, like, the, uh, the, the seating. And someone said, like, how is Frosty at 12? I don't think I would have put it any higher. I don't think I would have either. I mean, over what? Like, like, what is Frosty better than? It's not better than the Polar Express. I, I can't put Frosty any higher than 12. Great movie, but there's no chance it would have been higher than 12. 
That's a pretty good spot for it to be in. But anyway, that's what we've got going on at TBR right now. Go vote on the Holiday Madness while you still can. And then obviously we'll update you as the rounds continue. Uh, We're doing this has been the Pick'em. Boomer Oakley, NCAA Football 14. I'm going to make a comeback, guys. Don't worry. I'm not. We're not out yet. We are not out yet. Don't count us out. And that's all I've got to say about it. So, yeah, this has been episode 52 of the review. Week 13, pick them. And we will be back, as always, next week to pick more games and maybe do a recap podcast this week. So, yeah, that's all I've got. Thank you all so much for listening.